0: Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Uh, welcome to the milk bar. Uh, welcome along to
1: episode 639 of the milk bar. Jason Forrest here with you ever. And Coming up on the show this week, we'll be talking sleep with Dr Ranjan about a new helpline that can help you get 40 wings, or maybe a little bit more as you sleep overnight. Also, on top of that, we will be hearing from Kimberly Wyatt of the Pussycat Dolls. She's along to let us know how she's helping to get kids dancing again, as we need to increase their social interactions in a good, safe way, as they are returning to uh, normal life and uh, need to be uh, get that click back together, so they get they look forward to things and, and uh, let's keep them all in a good place. As well as that, I have been along to meet up with the cast of Peter Pan. It's at Lichfield Garrick from the end of November into January next year. And they are a fantastic bunch. Three of them were able to join me for a bit of an natter, including the one and only Sam Raybone. So we'll be hearing from him and also Peter Pan himself and Captain Hook. So that's going to be rather good. Plus, on top of that, Codsall Dramatic Society have the Codsall Fringe taking place on Friday and Saturday. It all gets going on Friday evening and there's a Saturday afternoon performance too. So we'll be giving you full details on what you can expect on that one. And we'll also be hearing from LGBTQ plus Sparkle as we will be finding out what's going on not only with their wreath making workshops, but also their return to -to face-to-face meetings which will be happening once a month over at the Arena Theatre. That's all on the way on the show this week. Peter Pan is at literal Garrick from the 25th of November right the way through until the 2nd of January. It, it spans a whole festive period That's and into time. the new year. I have you know three of the cast time. with me now, and I, I'm already regretting putting Sam Raybone on microphone duties, but uh, uh, Sam, hello. Hello. Yeah, you are Mrs. Smee.
2: You have just broke out. I didn't realise how long we were doing this for. Uh, <laughs> I've not worked for more than two days in a row in weeks. What's going on? <laughs> is how long was that? That's six weeks. You've got to put the slap on as well. Oh, God, no. No, no! six weeks of that. My face, it doesn't know what's going to hit it, does it? You'll have the most moisturised skin in all of Litchfield. It always is. I am very softly touched. (laughs) That's another story. Yes, Mrs Smee. Mrs Smee? Introduce me to your friends. Oh, well, I've got Mrs Smee, I've got Peter Pan here, and Hook. Hook is my friend. We don't really like Pan. No. No. What do you want to do to Pan? Um, hook him with my hook. And is that right? Maybe, and do something to his gizzard. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely, gizzards. Yes, gizzards. What are gizzards? I don't know. No, do you know what your gizzard is? No. Well, that's been helpful. Well, that's a start, isn't
1: it? Okay, so, uh, we, so we, we know we have Hook and we have Pan. Let's have real names, please. Very, so Starting ooh. off with Pan. We've got Marcus
2: here. And Marcus, yes.
1: Okay, Mark, tell us a bit about yourself, because this isn't your first Panto,
2: is it? No, I've, I've done uh, Peter Pan two years ago with the same company, but in Dunstable. And I covered... Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I covered A.J. Pritchard because he was doing Strictly Come Dancing as well as the Panther and he couldn't do the first two weeks of the Panther, so I covered the two weeks. But the Panther was only on for two and a half weeks, wasn't it? So. <laughs> well, for me it was, yeah. <laughs> and and, and uh, Mr. Hook, Captain, David uh, over here? David. Yes, this will be my first time at the Litchfield Garrick. But um,
1: you've been Hook many a
2: time. I have played Captain Hook before,
1: it, yes. So. It's all real hair, none of that is nylon, Oh, is absolutely, it? yes.
2: So very much looking forward to doing it again. Can't wait, actually. That should all be You good. never mentioned my hair, all real.
1: <laughs> well, because we we know that. Oh,
2: yes, true. It's, it's true. You grow it purple. Well, new viewers might not. Okay, I suppose there is that. Because we, we are going to be drawing new people in after this. Just the thought of you and your feather boa on mm-hmm. top. And, feather boa? Well, Just what
1: is,
3: feather is it? feather headpiece. It's like
1: a... Yeah. Fascinator. It, it, it is absolutely fascinating. Mm. And, and, and obviously, the outfits are going to be a big part of this. Uh, obviously, you've got your green look, which is pretty much standard for Peter Pan, isn't it? But uh, it, it helps when you're doing a bit of you know, swashbuckling around as required. But uh, how, how's Mrs. Smee going to cope with uh, uh, some of the uh,
2: the antics that you guys are going to get up to on the high seas? Oh, uh, well, m- lots of waterproof outfits. Um, many, many waterproof outfits. Bathing suits, mm-hmm. um, I am going on, I've not mentioned this to anybody, this is going to be a surprise to them, I'm going on a holiday next week, I'm going on a cruise, I'm going to get, <laughs> going to get, going to get practice in on a boat, you see.
1: Oh, so you, it's, it's all
2: part of it, if the taxman asks, it's all part Definitely, it's practice, can I do that do we think, is that expensible? <laughs> is it expenses? I'm researching. A what sh- happens if what happens if pirates take me? No, apparently can't. <laughs> no. Oh well. Oh well. No, it's an actual holiday. Can't put it <laughs> through as tax deductible disp- expenses. It's a shame, isn't it? It is a shame. It's absolutely it. worth a try though. Um, maybe I'm scouting talent. I'm <laughs> scouting. Can I scout talent? No, I can't scout
1: talent either. You more you've, got, you've got a full crew. In fact, you've got an absolutely massive crew as part of this panto, haven't you? It's going to be a brilliant show. It is. We
2: have a full crew um, backstage. Uh, they're full. Uh, you've got some pirates. A few of them have abandoned you. Yes. You've yeah. been left with me. Yes. And a few others perhaps. Depleted crew. Very depleted. I mean Pan has foiled us in every attempt. Uh, this is slightly different. This is the all new adventures of Peter Pan you see. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pan has never grown up. We, however, have changed slightly, and uh, Wendy has grown up. Wendy is now going to be telling her daughter about the times that she visited Neverland. And so we are doing Peter Pan, but slightly in the future. So it's going to be a slightly different story to one people are used to. Is Tinkerbell going to appear? Will there be a crocodile? Will there be any... Lost boys, you'll have to find out. Tell them when they can find out. Oh, well, you can find out
1: on. I'll just do as I'm told. Literalgarrick.com is, uh, is, is, the, is the website to get your tickets to find out. It is the 25th of November through to the 2nd of January. It is. Uh,
2: telephone number. You want that as well? Yeah, is. Don't three, look. 412121. Two, one, two, one. That's very good. You'll put a banner down there because he's very good at editing. Look down that camera. Tell them about the banner down that camera. Just down there. No, we're down there. Yeah. Hook. Oh, uh, the banner along here with the. Yeah. No, I thought you would point with the hook. Oh yeah, we could hook it. Yeah.
1: I mean, what else do we need to know? You've told us the story slightly different.
2: We know there's going to be fun. Uh, is, uh, is there any? Chance no of... laughter. No. No, you've got, no. banned laughter this year. Banning. Show. We are. Me and Hook. We've put our foot down. We don't want any more fun. <laughs> no, there's going to be. It's going to be huge. Uh, we've got flying. We've got an amazing trip over London, which you are going to love. Uh, so there's things that Lichfield won't have seen before. We've got different effects for you. Uh, Neverland looks amazing, and uh, you worked at Neverland last time you did this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but imagine what you had in Dunstable on our stage here how big it's going to look and how impressive it's going to look because um, I mean Dunstable to be fair a bit of glitter is going to look good there though wasn't it so uh, <laughs> uh, I,
1: I, anybody from Dunstable watching Sam would still like some work if there's some going I
2: like know. Dunstable I like how close the Wetherspoons is to the theatre yeah, <laughs> the uh, it's the closest Wetherspoons to a theatre in the country <laughs> I think and, uh, next, well, anything else No. It's. Just, have you ever driven to Dunstable Theatre I haven't known. don't bother no no <laughs> If you do, no. If, you, if you're driving into Dunstable Theatre, you, drive, you have to drive through a housing estate and think am I going to get there anytime soon, all of a sudden it's there. There's no <laughs> car park, you just put your car on the side of the road, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Weird, speed bumps, don't park on a speed bump. However, no. Litchfield is where we're interested in, Dunstable not so much so, but it is, I mean, you've got a car park right next door here. You we have two! Yeah. We've got a long stay and a short stay, so take your pick, if you go to the long stay one it's cheaper for longer. If you go to the short-stay one, it's more expensive for less time. That's Who knew? Why? Why did they come up with such a stupid system? That's well, the council. <laughs> they knocked a police station down for that. Really? Yeah, that was, that was a law enforcement place and now it's a car park. Not even a bus station.
1: More of Sam's thoughts later, however, <laughs> You've, been, you've just not seen people, I think,
2: no. yes, is it? No. no, this is nice. I got back from the Isle of Wight, there was nobody there either. It was like I was put into it. You know, I felt a bit like the Aussies did when they first arrived in Australia. I'd been sent to the Isle of Wight, I was there on my own, nothing was going on, everything was shut. Just me, floating around. Practice though, I went on a boat over there. I went on a boat to the Isle of Wight as well, I've got a lot of practice You've, you've, been, you've been really looking at the boat for this, I have, haven't I'm, you? That camera's not looking at my gusset. No, it's, it's <laughs> fine, the
1: gusset one? is intact. Well, let's have a little more chat about Peter Pan himself, because as, as, uh, as Sam, Mrs. Smith, has mentioned, you've got flying to do. And uh, is this something you've done regularly in the past?
2: Well, I haven't done it since I last uh, flew over London to pick up Wendy, so I'm not sure if I'll be able to fly again. I'll have to practice. You've got to get back into it.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, and seriously, uh, on a, you know, just, just us talking now, we're not talking about Peter. What's it like doing that sort of thing? It must be great for me to able to fly. Yeah, it is
2: amazing. It is absolutely amazing. It is scary sometimes, but... Um, and I'm painful sometimes, because I've flown here as well. And, but obviously not as painful as it is for you, because I'm a lady. Yeah, but yeah, it is painful. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it's like you've ridden a bike for a while, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's like you did the... Tour de France. Yeah, yeah. So...
1: Exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, well, I don't know about you, but I had um, cycling shorts on. Did you? No. No? No, I didn't. You didn't go commando. I kind of did. You fool. So Who that. knows what could happen here at
1: Little Guy Peter Pan this year. Let's come back to Captain Hook again. Uh, you say you, you, you're very experienced at terrorising the audiences. Are you going to do that again here this year? Well, okay.
2: yes, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, yes, that's where I feel most comfortable. Sort of a downstage left with a, an auditorium full of children absolutely hating you. It's a very comfortable position <laughs> <laughs> It's very me. <laughs> it's perfect. So, something
1: you extend into the rest of your life. you just shout at random children.: asleep. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you that. have to
2: remember, though, don't you, sometimes, when you leave the theater and you carry on and you forget that you shouldn't talk to people the same way in the bar. Oh, you So yes. <laughs> me a pint now.. <laughs> it just
1: can't be done. And the scenery's never quite so good in the bar, either, is it well, It depends how many you've had? <laughs> 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 just enough to, to settle down and, uh, and take the pain away from the flying.
2: Well, oh, gold, you don't. No, but you are going to have a lovely time flying. And it'd, it'd be nice to fly again. We haven't had flying here for a few years now, so mm-hmm. it'd be nice to see somebody take I mean, off. And it'd, land. Be, it'd be Aladdin last time, wouldn't it? Uh, no, Dick Whittington. Was it, was it, was it? Dick Whittington was our last flight, I think, with our flying uh, Katrina from Nina and the New Run. She oh, flew. yes. Um, did I fly in that one? No, I don't think I did. No, you no. Did, you
1: definitely did in Aladdin, I remember I did that did in Aladdin, yes.
2: Yeah. You, so, you know Peter Pan flies, obviously. Do you know this? I'm going to test you here. Do you know, we might bring Emily Wood in for this as well. Emily Wood, are you there? Can we bring Emily Wood in Come on in, Emily. I'm going to do a little quiz here with everybody. <laughs> hello. This is Emily Wood. If you look down camera one first, Yes, that's over there. Oh, hello. That's, uh, and that's camera hello. two. Yeah. Now, does anybody know why uh, so, so Peter Pan flies. How does he fly? Uh, how, no. How does he make? Uh, how does he make the other children fly? What does he use? Dust. Yes. Do you... I buzzed him first. Yes. Oh, what does he he uh, uh, I did... Fairy dust. Fairy dust. The when dust. was fairy dust invented? Oh, this is Does a good anybody one. know when fairy dust was invented? No. So fairy dust was invented after peter pan was originally written oh. and after it was performed so it was been performed on stage there was no fairy dust and wendy michael and john used to fly and children went home and tried to learn how to fly so jm barry wrote the fairy dust was the thing that would ch- cause children um. to fly so children stopped jumping off beds trying to fly apparently children all over the london were jumping off uh off bunk beds trying to fly
3: well i didn't know so that. fairy dust
2: was invented by jm barry after to, fairy... help, to help parents look after their <laughs> <Yes>. children. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's brilliant. Isn't it just? That's sweet. I've learnt something every day. There you day. go, fairy dust. Yeah. So, anybody needs it, stop your children flying. Mm-hmm. You need the fairy dust to fly.
1: There will be stacks of fl- fairy, fairy dust. Fairy dust. There'll be fairy dust. Shall I do that again? Shall I say fairy dust? You can some? do it as many times as yeah. you want. I'll look at, that, look at that camera and go, there'll be stacks of fairy dust here at the literal Garrick. literal Do you want to do okay. that again? No, that was definitely right. Oh, was it? Yeah. 01543 412121 is good the box DNA. office number. Very good. And you can get your tickets. It runs, I've got to look at the dates though, 25th of November through to the 2nd of January for Peter Panden here. You have an absolutely insane cast, uh, which is the, the best way to, to make it. Yes. At, loads of great people. Best producers in the country. Fantastic producer. And uh, it's going to be absolutely awesome, isn't it?
2: Yes. If it's not. Best producers in the country.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only as good as our cast. And,
1: and they are absolutely amazing. Really it's gonna be brilliant. Right, everybody wave down that camera now to finish. Right. Bye See bye. you. Bye. Bye bye now. Bye bye. This Friday night and Saturday afternoon sees the Codsall Fringe taking place. It's going to be fun for all in the village. To tell us more, I'm joined now by two of the stalwarts of CDS Codsall Dramatic Society, Wendy and Colin Peterson. Hello to you both. Hello, Jason. So, first of all, tell us exactly what's going on with the Fringe itself.
4: The the Codsall Fringe is just the name we have given uh, to the evening uh, and afternoon that we're providing of entertainment to celebrate the return of live... Uh, drama and comedy to the village hall, to Codsall Dramatic Society, for all our friends and patrons.
5: It's going to be a fabulous evening of fun and frolics, uh, with comedy and drama, and it celebrates the return of live theatre to the village of Codsall.
1: Well, and, I mean, the great stuff that God's all Dramatic Society do. Uh, I've loved your productions over the years. I've been coming along to see them. Uh, they're in the society itself. Uh, I mean, dates back to probably the previous pandemic we had. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, a, a good group of people doing some fantastic work and so talented. So what are you offering on Friday night and Saturday well, afternoon? First
5: of all, uh, it's a free evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no charge for tickets although we would like people to make a donation afterwards. I understand it costs about 40 quid to go and see the Wolves. Well, maybe we're not expecting that much, but there again, half the people who go and see the Wolves come out disappointed. We hope all our audience will come out very happy indeed. (laughs) Uh, What we we, we will be offering is a series of rehearsed readings presented by members of the society uh, for the delight of of the audience. Wendy can tell you some more about some of the pieces.
4: Okay, well, there's a real mix of comedy, farce and drama, uh, a monologue, a poem, uh, in fact, something for everyone and something for everyone in the society to take part in, which is what we wanted as our first production back. Something for
5: everyone and something that's going to please everyone in the audience. Yeah, and
1: so you're always audience pleasers, anyway. We know that, and the uh, the range of things that you've uh, you've done, the, the subjects that have been covered, it always amazes me uh, the the uh, the amount of effort and, and time that goes into it to make it look so polished on stage, and you have fun at the same time of doing it, and you're a brilliant group. So I, I can't say you know, speak too highly of you. So if if you can get along, do get along. All taking place in the village hall, a great a, a great venue parking, free to come in. There's absolutely nothing not to like here, is there?
5: There isn't. Now, to get tickets, uh, we're having to do this a bit differently uh, to normal because of um, that thing called, what's it called, COVID? I've heard of it. Uh, um, So what we're asking is, if people ring our telephone reservation line uh, and leave a a message asking for, telling us how many tickets they want, leaving their their name and the contact number so that we can get back to them and say, yep, we've got your order, all they need to do is to ring our hotline on 01902, 267-322. That's
1: 01902-267-322. And obviously under the current climate, you're getting free tickets. Please use them. Don't stop someone else from coming to see it because you suddenly can't make it. Things change, and if you do have to uh, isolate or aren't able to go for whatever reason, again, use that same hotline number. Let them know you're not coming so the tickets can be passed on to somebody else if they ask for them.
5: Absolutely, that'd be fantastic.
4: And one final thing, Jason, which will please everybody, I think. We're unable, or we've decided that it would be safer for people to bring their own refreshments. Um, Due to licensing requirements and COVID restrictions, we feel that it would be best if people brought their own drinks. So be it a bottle of wine, a glass of wine, a beer soft drinks a flask of coffee or tea whatever you prefer uh, perhaps not too many crunchy crisps or sweets <laughs> but, uh, but other than that uh yes there will be an interval an opportunity to have a drink so yeah. uh, we hope to see as many people as possible uh to encourage them to come back and to encourage them to a safe environment we're setting the tables out in a cabaret style around the edge of the uh the playing area and people will be socially distanced from mm-hmm. their uh, from other people. So they'll be in their bubbles, and hopefully they'll feel totally safe.
1: Yeah, it's a nice high roof. You'll be able to get some ventilation through as well, and you can basically make the most of a great evening. Yeah, if you bring in a whole bottle of wine, make sure it's a screw top as well. Uh, we don't want to take back. one. So uh, you know, make, think of others at the same time as enjoying yourself. In fact, you get those little wine cartons these days, don't you? I, I, yes. Yeah, that, that, that could be a good answer. So uh, as long as we've got environmentally friendly straws on them, the world will be a happy place. Okay, just <laughs> wind through a straw. There's a the thing. So uh, <laughs> we've got uh, this great event, some, some brilliant shows. Where do we go to find out more about all the work of uh, Coastal Dramatic Society?
4: Well, you can go to our Facebook page, <coughs> which is Costal Dramatic Society, or you can find us online, www.cossaldramaticsociety.co.uk.
1: Yep, go there, And Anita, you're keeping that up to date with everything that's going on, all the details. Yep. And I'm sure you'll be mentioning ticket availability for each of the slots too, so people can tell when they can come along and when to get in touch with that hotline number, which is once more.
5: It is 01902
1: 267 Well, Wendy and Colin Peterson, yeah, always good to speak to you. And uh, it's always great to be part of and, and to see the events that you have down there. And uh, looking forward to the fact that you're going to be back on stage this coming weekend.
4: Thanks, Jason. Jason. Great to to talk talk to you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Research from Busy Bees Childcare has told us that one in four adults are concerned on the impact of their child's physical health because of the pandemic, and over half are worried that their nought through four-year-olds are being affected by the pandemic itself. To tell us more, I'm joined now by somebody who's going to get those kids dancing to put them in the best state of mind, Kimberly Wyatt. Good afternoon.
0: Good afternoon, thanks for having me.
1: Well, good to talk to you. And obviously, it's a, a difficult time for parents to, to work out what's going on with their kids, particularly not through four, getting the, uh, them to understand what's going on with the pandemic, bit of a nightmare. So you've got to keep interacting with them as well. And yeah, this dance group that you're putting together is really going to help.
0: Well, I'm a big believer that wellness and fitness through dance can make a real difference in the lives of everybody. So it was amazing to team up with Busy Bee and get to go to a nursery and bring three dances and use a lot of imagination, creativity, and movement to just help these kids feel good, help them settle in, make new friends, laugh and play while still moving and having fun.
1: And when it comes down to you know the, the sort of interactions that they would normally have with kids their own age, obviously they've missed out on an awful lot of that, and this is a chance to sort of get them back on track.
0: Well, we're, I mean, we, as a parent myself, you know, of course the pandemic is going to have had an impact, and especially for kids under four, you know, the worry is about the the social anxieties and separation anxieties they might be dealing with. And I think that dance just helps give them just something that they can sort of do and feel like they can become something else. Using imagination through movement is where we can make a real difference. Having spoken with uh, Baroness Susan Greenfield, who's a neuroscientist, and I learned so much about this tipping point wherein. Uh, because of social media and the world and where it's at, but being able to use the imagination and let kids become a bee or become a spaceman, putting a rocket suit on through dance and jump as a rocket flying into space. You know, they're no longer themselves; they're becoming something else, and that's when they can just, you know, not care who they're with, who they're around, or how they feel. They can feel good by just becoming a rocket or a bee, and it's really <laughs> cool to see the transformation. It works
1: because they kind of become shyer but not having the interaction it's almost as if no interaction doesn't mean that as soon as they see someone in their peer group they go wow let's talk let's go they wow who are they
0: absolutely it takes practice i mean i'm a shy person anyway and as a kid i was extremely shy i found it really hard to make friends i found it hard to even speak so Dance for me as a kid was kind of what saved me. It gave me something that helped me find confidence like the moves and jumps and turns and leaps I could do in the mirror. You know, and it gave me a little bit of a, of a purpose, something that made me feel good. So I guess now it's it's just such a privilege to be able to give back to the next generation and use these tools to really make a difference. And being has always been important but now we have enough awareness of the fact that we need to help uh, encourage our kids and give them the tools to have sort of life skills through understanding what well-being is what it does and how we can practice
3: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah because when I was a kid uh, everybody used to look forward to the time we had the cassette machine brought in and there would be these sounds and movement tape and obviously we're a bit next level when we got what are the pussycat dolls actually leading a dance class for everyone
0: it's a whole new world (laughs) but you know what like I love acting and I love touring and dancing and being a performer but if I'm you know, not on stage, then I I do. I always try to make time to to, to reach out to the next generation of dancers or dance with adults or what have you, because that's the purpose work. You know, I've learned so much about dance and, and what it can bring and how we can use it as a tool to help people. And we're all dealing with a lot of anxiety. Social media is an epidemic in itself and the, the sort of pressures that puts on you, especially young kids. And as an ambassador for the Youth Sport Trust, I've learned a lot from a lot of incredible people. So taking all of these these lessons and knowing that you know between the age of eight to ten, the child decides how they feel about their body and that can last for the rest of their lives. And that was like the tipping point for me, of like, we need to go in there and make a difference. And as much as academics of course is incredibly important, sports is amazing, but for those that need it and want it, I think dance really fills in a lot of those holes and, and speaks to a lot of people that maybe didn't have anything that they felt they could sort of lean into.
1: Now, is this a sneaky way of introducing a new generation to the Pussycat Dolls music <laughs>
0: Well, I hadn't thought about that with all the turmoil that's going on at the minute. <laughs> I mean, who knows? But, hey, if dance can make a difference, I'm there to make it happen.
1: That's the way. We like that. That's completely brilliant. So uh, where do we go for more information? How do these uh, kids get involved?
0: Well, you can look online at busybeeschildcare.co.uk forward slash tiny hyphen dancers and find all about their Tiny Dancers programs, uh, as well as find the three dances that I did. And you can get... Get to doing them with your kids at home, and hopefully um, at schools as well, in nursery.
1: And they enjoy themselves, have a bop around, and can we find you on the socials too?
0: You sure can, Kimberly Wyatt. Come and find me. <laughs> Simple
1: as that. Kimberly, always good to speak to you. Thank you for joining us. Have a brilliant time inspiring these kids to dance.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. <laughs>
1: The Sleep Charity is launching a helpline for adults and children who struggle with their sleep. Somebody who don't think has time to sleep is Dr. Ranj, who joins me now. Hello, sir.
3: Hi, how are
1: you? I'm good. I trust we find you well?
3: Yes, yeah. uh, I had a good night's sleep last night, thankfully, so I'm feeling... Uh, bright-eyed and bushy tailed today. <laughs>
1: which is good. But I mean, nearly half of us admit to taking energy drinks to stay awake if they've had a bad night's sleep, with 20% saying they drink on average four a day. Now that is a lot of caffeine and all sorts of other things which the body
3: isn't going to enjoy. Absolutely, and we need to address why that is happening. A significant proportion of us suffer from disturbed sleep. At least two thirds of adults significant proportion of kids and young people and that situation has only got worse over the last 18 months with everything that's been happening with covid and related issues there's never been a greater need to sort out our sleep and there's never been a greater need for support in fact surveys have shown that almost 60 percent of people don't think that there is enough support for people who are struggling with their sleep And that's why um, a, a helpline has been launched by the sleep charity, supported by Furniture Village, to try and address some of these issues. It's the first of its kind. It's a dedicated support line for sleep for adults and children across the UK, and I think that is going to make a massive difference
1: yeah so when it comes down to the impact of lack of sleep we're a species of all species on the planet need this magical thing called sleep i don't think we still understand quite why apart from the fact we get a chance to do a few repair works uh, overnight when we're not awake but as far as our mental health goes and things like our diet a lack of sleep really does mess us up
3: absolutely most of us don't appreciate how important sleep is we think that it's the time that we switch off and our brains switch off and we recover and get ready for the next day sleep is an actual active process. Our brains are repairing and recovering and cleaning out toxins. Our bodies are growing and repairing. And long term, these have a big impact on both our physical and our mental health. People who don't sleep very well over a long period of time have an increased risk of health problems like type 2 diabetes, heart disease, stroke, and even cancer. We know that sleep is important for immune function. That's been hugely uh, a huge issue over the last 18 months. But when it comes to our mental health, we know that if you sleep better, you tend to have better mood. You tend to have better concentration, better ability to learn and above all, an increased ability to cope with stress. And I think we could all deal with some of that right now.
1: Absolutely. And what do you though, a large number of adults are turning to alcohol to help them sleep?
3: Yeah. And there is I, I understand that the, the logic behind the alcohol is a depressant. It calms things down and you may be fooled into thinking that it helps you go to sleep. But the problem is that the quality of your sleep also deteriorates. So you'll wake up and you won't be as refreshed. It's far better to address all of the other things that are going on around uh, your bedtime around your sleep and what's going on in your life that may directly improve the quality of your sleep. And it's a lot easier than people think. A few simple things that we can all do can make a massive difference.
1: Yeah, and it can obviously help us then to make sure we're eating the right things. We're talking about food. I mean, we, we, we hear about having certain foods before bed can upset your sleep. I heard one that's having a spoonful of peanut butter can help you sleep. I mean, there's uh, there's all sorts of old wives tales out there, aren't there? <laughs>
3: there are. And there certainly are food, uh, uh, sleep promoting foods out there, like. Milk, kiwis, rice, uh, uh, tart Montgomery cherries, if you can ever find those. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fish and eggs. These things are rich in certain nutrients like vitamin D, like melatonin, like tryptophan. Um, those are nutrients that are sleep promoting. At the same time, if you go to bed on a full stomach, it doesn't really matter what you eat, unless it's something stimulating like caffeine, which has a direct. Det- um, detrimental effect on our sleep if you go to bed in a full stomach that in itself can also cause problems because you're more likely to wake up throughout the night and if you suffer from it you're more likely to get heartburn so you've got to find that middle ground um, don't go to bed absolutely hungry don't go to bed completely full have a snack maybe and something like peanut butter on a bit of whole grain bread is actually quite useful
1: so you're getting the right kind of nutrients from natural products. Avoid things like having huge amounts of uh, sugars uh, sort of uh, when it comes to uh, glucose and sucrose. So it, that's not going to get you uh, relaxed. But uh, so there are things out there that will help you to have a sensible night's sleep. But if you are struggling, this is where the helpline comes in. And what will they offer to do to, to assist?
3: Yeah, so the helpline is staffed by qualified sleep advisors. It will run from Sunday to Thursday evenings between 7 to 9. PN. Hopefully, as demand increases and depending on how people use it and depending on whether they're able to fund it we can increase that and that's what i'm hoping will happen Um, but essentially it's confidential advice for any adult um, or adult that's looking after a child that is struggling to get to sleep it's not about talking to someone and then putting you to sleep with soothing music they're going to give you genuine advice and tips particularly around improving your sleep hygiene which is the first thing that anyone that's struggling should have a go at
1: so it's about having the right pattern of things to do before you go to bed, maybe not watching horror movies. That's probably pretty much a no, no, <laughs> but yeah, you know, there are things that obviously are going to give us the wrong stimuli, but talking to somebody else about this could help you through that path to an enlightened night's sleep.
3: Absolutely. And that's the thing that people highlight time and time again, that they don't feel like that there is support out there, that there's not somebody that they can talk to sleep specialists, are few and far between, then they're difficult to access. So having somebody else that you can talk to and just kind of you know, let your worries out on and get some tips and advice, I think is gonna be really helpful. The reason this, line, this helpline doesn't run in the middle of the night though, is that when you're at that crisis point, there's very little that you're going to be able to do and very little that you're gonna be able to take in. But in that time period, so the seven to 9 p.m., there's stuff that you can put in place to hopefully improve your sleep that night.
1: And if you do have a rough night's sleep, again, think about what you're doing to yourself. Filling yourself full of one of these energy drinks isn't necessarily going to make you feel good.
3: No, not at all. But also have a think about the environment that you're sleeping in. Is your bedroom conducive to sleep? Is it cool? Is it calm? Is it dark? Is it quiet? Is it dry? Think about your use of electronic devices just before you go to bed, ideally, try not to use any in the one to two hours before you go to sleep. What are you doing during the daytime? Are you getting enough natural light? Are you getting enough physical exercise during the daytime? Because those things will help and obviously avoid things that are stimulating, for example, caffeine, high amounts of sugar too close to bedtime, they are more likely to keep you up.
1: So. Make sure we get a good routine. But if we need it, how do we get hold of the sleep charities helpline?
3: Yes, so the sleep charity helpline is available Sunday to Thursday evenings. As I said, the number to call is 03303530541. And if you want any more information about it, go to the sleep charity website, which is thesleepcharity.org.uk.
1: Well, brilliant work being done by the Sleep Charity and Furniture Village to give us a bit of an insight. Thank you for joining us. Where can we find you on the socials?
3: Uh, You can find me across all social channels. I'm at Dr Range on Twitter and Instagram, and you can also find me on Facebook.
1: Dr Range, as ever, thank you for joining us. Thank you. LGBT plus Sparkle are returning to -to face-to-face meetings, and they're going to be down at the Arena Theatre. Tell us more. Paul Ryder joins me. Hello, sir.
6: Hello, how are you, Jason? I'm all right, everything okay with you? Yeah, brilliant, fantastic, doing uh, really well. Very
1: really would like to hear that. So, you've got some face-to-face stuff coming up. You will still be having online get-togethers as well, but explain more about what's going on.
6: A lot of our Zoom meetings, people have been joining from Burnley, Milton Keynes, so we don't want to lose the community that we've actually connected with, obviously mm. further afield. <laughs> so we are going to do our first session the first week in the month, the second week in the month, and the third week in the month, virtually, via Zoom. And then the fourth month, we'll be meeting at the Arena Theatre face-to-face. But that won't start till next month. OK,
1: so what are you going to be doing at the face-to-face sessions that you've not been able to do virtually? I'm, I'm going to um, get to knowing you and Marcus' cake.
6: We're going to start off with our cake. Marcus's cake, and <laughs> stuff like that. Having a chat, get to know each other, talk, that sort of stuff. And then we'll just go from there, because it's our first face-to-face, so we're just going to keep it simple at the moment.
1: But, I mean, you hopefully will be able to return to having guests in to talk about different aspects of life. And also, I mean, it won't just be issues specific to LGBTQ plus life. It will also be uh, issues which are surrounding the whole community, uh, as as you always have done.
6: Definitely, Jason.
1: So what can uh, we see in the coming weeks, then? When's your first one?
6: The first one will be the 14th of October. They'll be on a Thursday. Two o'clock till 3.30. And how do
1: people come along to this event? Do they need tickets? How will it work?
6: Um, no, they can just turn up. But if they're struggling to find the venue, got our email address on the flyer and actually our contact phone number. So if people are struggling to find the venue, they can contact us or email us.
1: So make sure they're part of the LGBT Plus Sparkle group on Facebook. From there, you can see the flyer. And after that, you've got all the details. Uh, at the Arena Theatre, if you want to find out their details on how to find them, arena.wlv.ac.uk, or you can give them a shout on 01902 321 321. That's their details if you need them on the day. But you can, of course, get in touch through LGBT Plus Sparkle as well. And it's going to be good to be back, I suppose, for you. It's
6: something you haven't been able to do for so long. One person actually rang me and confirmed... They uh, all the way coming from all the way from Burnley, and they're going
1: go to get a train ticket and come and visit us. Which is cool, isn't it? So you, the community that you've been able to build up online uh, is now going to be in in past popping in to see you, and it's 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 uh, uh, all part of the outreach that you do. And obviously, I know you've been working in the community hub in the Manda Center over the last couple of Fridays. Still a little while to go, yet before your uh, pride wreaths are finished. But you've got a great group of people who've been turning up for that too.
6: Yeah, it's been a massive, massive, huge success. We've also been in Express and Star. I don't know if you'll see it I'm on the screen and the lighting. But it was in yesterday's paper on page 19. Um, Rainbow Reefs proved a hit. And mm-hmm. there's my lovely, beautiful face in the Express and Star.
1: Yeah, they don't get your, your nails in, though. Obviously, you spend a lot of time doing no, your
6: nails.
1: Yeah, the there's people want to see. Yeah, but uh, they had, that, that sadly didn't feature in the paper. But, uh, you know, it, it's been great through the, the financing that's been coming along from the uh, Leonard Cheshire Trust uh, that's uh, allowed you to go ahead and, and, and do this. And the, yeah, the response you've had has been phenomenal, as you say. Um, well,
6: while we're talking, I just want to say to the Leonard Cheshire Trust they are amazing. And this wouldn't have been possible because obviously we're not funded. We've got no funding. We're not a registered charity yet. But if it weren't for them funding it, obviously paying for the room and stuff like that, this wouldn't have been possible. So I want to a huge thank you to the Leonard Cheshire Trust for working in partnership and fund, funding this for us. So I thank you again.
1: Absolutely. And how many more weeks have you got on that one?
6: Um, two more weeks. Also. I've I've completed my rainbow wreath, but I haven't got the the rest done yet.
1: But so you you've got the, the 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 one bit done. You've got the, uh, the the all your felt in place. Now you have to make it into a wreath with the frame that goes with it. Uh, yes. So uh, is Jane pleased with you? Have you impressed?
6: Yes, she's definitely pleased with us. Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> all good. Okay, so where do people go to for more information on all of this that's going on? And of course, getting back to your usual groups.
6: You can contact us on, it's all lowercase, LGBTQ Sparkle at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, LGBT Sparkle Wolverhampton. You can fo- type that into Facebook, you'll find us. You can follow us on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Um, so you can find us either way.
1: Okay, you can check all the details, find out what's going on. And you will be announcing speakers for some of those events at the arena you've got planned over the next few months too.
6: We have got one already booked, um, but obviously because they're really busy, this one will be virtual. But I'll let you know nearer the time. But they're booked for October, mm-hmm. before so face to face the week before.
1: Okay, so we'll have more details on that as we get closer to it. Uh, but for now, as ever, always good to speak to you. Keep up the good work. Don't break a nail when you're doing your pride, Ruth. And we look
6: forward to seeing you soon. You too, Jason. Always a pleasure.
1: Well, that's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 640 next week. I look forward to having you along then. See you soon. ta for now.
0: Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah.